Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies or die trying. My name's Paulo, and I'm your host. Hello to all of my listeners and Death Racers. It's finally that time when we can officially kick off the Oscars Death Race with the Academy of Music, Picture, Arts, and Sciences announcing their nominees for the 93rd Oscars this past Monday. We know the 41 feature films and the 15 sorts we need to watch to complete the race, so let's take stock of where we are and how far we need to go and, if applicable, where you can find the films. Uh, We won't be making any predictions just yet of who's going to win, though I will react to some snubs and surprise nominees. Uh, Kicking off, let's start off with Best Picture, where we have eight nominees. I actually had thought that they would do that lock-in 10 nominees uh, for Best Picture this year, but it looks like that's going to be happening next year. In any case, the nominees are Mank from Netflix, Minari, available on VOD, Nomadland from Hulu, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime, The Father, which will be on VOD starting next week, Trial of the Chicago 7, available on Netflix, Promising Young Woman, available on VOD, and Judas and the Black Messiah. This one came out on HBO Max, but has since left the streamer. Uh, It is still in theaters, though, I believe. Now, if you've been following along for the past few episodes, you know that I have watched all of these films and expected all of them to make Best Picture, so I'm all caught up on these. Uh, surprisingly, Surprising me, though, we are missing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and One Night in Miami, who I thought were locks when I thought it was going to be 10 films, um, as well as the less likely The Five Bloods, Soul, and News of the World. So, you know, if you want to see my thoughts on these films, you know, you can definitely check out the past few episodes uh, with my discussions with the various guests. Uh, Moving on to Best Director, we have four of the Best Picture nominees, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, and Promising Young Woman getting nominated, which is the most diverse ever with two women and two people of color. Uh, Joining them is, surprise, fifth nominee Thomas Vintenberg for his Danish film, film Another Round, which is also competing for Best International Feature Film. More on that in a little bit. Uh, notably, Aaron Sorkin was the one who got snubbed here against expectations, um, as well as like possible contenders for the fifth spot, uh, Regina King and Spike Lee. Um, another round can be found on Hulu. For Best Actor, we have four of the Best Picture nominees again, Gary Oldman from Mank, Steve Yuen from Minari, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, and Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Uh, they are joined by the late Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which can be found on Netflix. Uh, There are no real surprises here, as all of them were expected, though I know some people were holding out hope for a Delroy Lindo nomination for The Five Bloods. For Best Actress, we have two of the Best Picture nominees, Frances McDormand for Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Joining them are Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and the expected Vanessa Kirby of Pieces of a Woman on Netflix as well as Andrew Day from U.S. vs. Billy Holiday on Hulu. Um, riding that Golden Globe nomination, I believe this is the uh, first time there were two black women competing for Best Actress. Now, for Best Supporting Actor, we have four of the nominees coming from three of the Best Picture films. Uh, we have Paul Ratchey from uh, Sound of Metal, Sacha Baron Cohen from Trial of Chicago 7, and both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield from Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya was definitely expected. Lakeith Stanfield was a bit of a surprise even for himself, uh, which kind of begs the question, if both Judas and the Black Messiah are supporting actors, who's the lead? Jesse Plemons. Uh, in any case, the fifth nominee is the expected Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, available on Amazon Prime. Notably, Chadwick Boseman did not get a nod for his role in The Five Bloods here, um, and despite the hype, Alan Kim did not make it in from Minari. 
In Best Supporting Actress, we have three nominees from the Best Picture Films. Amanda Seyfried from Mank, Yeo Jung Yoon from Minari, hashtag Justice for Nai Nai, and Olivia Colman from The Father. They are joined by Glenn Close from Hillbilly Elegy uh, on Netflix and Maria Bakalova from the Borat sequel on Amazon Prime. I guess the Mauritanian wasn't able to get over the finish line with Zodie Foster. Moving on to the screenplay categories, we have original screenplay being all Best Picture nominees, Minari, Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7, Promising a Woman, and Judas and the Black Messiah. In adapted screenplay, though, we have some new films to watch in addition to Nomadland and The Father. We have the aforementioned One Night in Miami and Borat sequel getting nominated, and in a bit of a surprise, The White Tiger found on Netflix, which was actually announced by uh, act lead and producer Priyanka J- uh, Chopra Jonas. Um, so, you know, same that Soul didn't make it in for original, though I wasn't really expected to. But the real surprise, I think, for me was that Marlene's Black Bottom did not get in for Adapted, and to a lesser degree, News of the World, according to Gold Derby. In editing, which is sneakily one of the more significant categories for helping determine who's going to get Best Picture, we once again have five Best Picture-nominated films. Nomadland, Sound of Metal, The Father, Trial of Chicago 7, and Promising Young Woman. Cinematography has four Best Picture nominees in Mank, Nomadland, Trial of Chicago 7, and Using the Black Messiah, and they are joined by News of the World, available on VOD in its first nomination. Moving to the sound categories, for score, we have Mank and Minari as the Best Picture nominees here, joined by the aforementioned News of the World, as well as Pixar's Soul, found on Disney+, and The Five Bloods from Netflix in its only nomination, beating out the expected Midnight Sky. In sound, we have Mank, once again, uh, as well as, of course, Sound of Metal, uh, with News of the World and Soul also joining them, alongside surprise nominee Greyhound, found on Apple TV+, beating out the expected Ma Rainey and the Black Bottom uh, and Tenet nominations. For Best Original Song, we have the expected nominees of Speak Out Now, Speak Now from One Night in Miami, Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, and Hear My Voice World Trial of Chicago 7, as well as Yossi or Scene from The Life Ahead, which is found on Netflix. The real surprise here is Hoovisik from the Eurovision movie on Netflix, uh, beating out turntables from All in Fight for Democracy. Alas, the Wuhan flu from the Borat sequel will not get its time to sign here. Moving on to other technical categories, we have production design with Mank, The Father, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and News of the World getting nominated, as well as Chris Nolan's Tenet, found on VOD, uh, with The Father sneaking in over the expected nomination for Mulan. In the costume category, we have Mank and Ma Rainey joining Emma, uh, joined by Emma, uh, who is found on HBO Max. Pinocchio, which is the Italian version, not the Guillermo del Toro, not the Disney live-action remake uh, by Robert Zemeckis, um, not the you know, uh, not the original Disney version either. Um, Pinocchio can be found on VOD, as well as the live-action Mulan remake, uh, found on Disney Plus. Uh, Pinocchio beat out the expected nominee for New- of News of the World. And in makeup and hairstyling, we have Monk, Mank and Ma Rainey once again joined again by Emma and Pinocchio uh, with Hillbilly Elegy joining as well. Sorry, Berger Prey, your sought at an Oscar died at Pinocchio's wooden hands. Uh, in visual effects, Tenet and Mulan are joined by Love and Monsters, found on VOD, Midnight Sky, found on, I believe, Netflix, and the one and only Ivan, found on Disney+, with Mank and Welcome to Chechnya getting snubbed here. In animated feature, we saw, of course, Soul, uh, as well as the expected other films of Onward, found on Disney+, Over the Moon, from Netflix, and Wolfwalkers, found on Apple TV, as well as Son the Sheep of Farmageddon, also on Netflix. (sighs) 
anime will have to wait yet another year for its chance for an animated Oscar. Uh, in international feature film, we have some surprises. Uh, the aforementioned Another Round from Denmark nominated, as well as Quo Vedis Aida from Bosnia and Herzegovina, as well as The Collective, a documentary from Romania, which we're all expected. Uh, they were joined by the surprise nominees, according to Gold Derby, of The Man Who Sold His Skin from Tunisia and Better Days from Hong Kong. The international shortlist films that got passed over were Two of Us from France uh, and La Llorona, which I believe is from Guatemala. And then finally, our final feature category, uh, documentary feature films, also features some surprises according to Gold Derby. International Film Collective did make it in as expected, as did Time from Amazon Prime. But Welcome to Chechnya, Dick Johnson is Dead, and Boy State all got passed up in favor of Crip Camp from Netflix, My Octopus Teacher, also from Netflix, and The Mole Agent from Hulu. Now, we'll get to the sort categories in a second, but of these 41 films, I have personally seen uh, 16 of them and talked about 13 of them on this podcast in the past few weeks. Uh, of the ones I haven't yet, though, here are my high-level thoughts. Uh, first off, Emma is one that I saw over a year ago on February 29th, 2020 at the AMC Kips Bay here in New York City. Uh, it's a period piece based on the Jane Austen novel of the same name, starring Anna Taylor-Joy. Um, Honestly, it's been so long, I can't really remember too much about it, but what does stuck out to me is just actually how funny it was. I actually laughed a lot during the film, uh, which I wasn't really expecting, so you know, I'm glad it's getting some recognition. The categories it is getting nominated for are in costume and makeup and hairstyling, which makes sense given that period pieces tend to overperform in that category. Um, the Borat sequel, uh, or rather the Borat subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit of once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Uh, I saw a bit more recently on November 26th here in my living room on Amazon Prime. Uh, now, confessing, I actually don't remember seeing the original Borat film, uh, but I know it has a good reputation. And frankly, as far as I can tell, my enjoyment of the sequel didn't really diminish not remembering the first, uh, especially as a piece of satire and actually filming during the pandemic. Now, I'm not really sure if adapted screenplay perhaps is the right nomination for this one, um, but Maria Bakalova absolutely deserves her supporting actress nomination for her portrayal of Borat's daughter, um, especially in you know her conversations with uh, her quote-unquote babysitter. Uh, and finally, Onward. Uh, now, this one, it was the third to last film I actually saw before the pandemic sent us all into lockdown. I watched it on March 9th at the AMC Orpheum 7 here in New York City. Um, now, as far as Pixar films go, it doesn't quite hold up as to say the greats of say Up or Wally or even Soul this year. Um, that being said, it still is a super charming film, and I personally resonated with it for two strong reasons. Uh, first, it really leads into the Dungeons and Dragons you know subplot going throughout that really tickled my nerdy sensibilities. Um, and the other part, I think more importantly, is that you know the brotherly bond between Chris Pratt and Tom Holland's character really hit home for me um, and made me think of me and my relationship with my brother. So, you know, plus a below average Pixar film is still way better than a lot of other animated films out there. Uh, anyway, back to the nominees. Of the 41 feature films, Mank is in the lead with 10 nominees total, though half of those are for more technical categories and it isn't even the favorite to win any category except for maybe production design according to Gold Derby. Uh, in second place, in terms of number of nominations, we have actually six films in a six-way tie for six nominations each. Uh, Minari, Nomadland, Sound of Metal, The Father, Twilight Chicago 7, and Dudes and the Black Messiah. I'm not going to name what each film has for these categories, but uh, 
pretty much uh, what Gold Derby expect according to the nominees. Aside uh, with Nomadland, Trial of Minari getting six nominees each. Uh, Sound of Metal, The Father, and Judas all slightly overperformed. Um, they were expected to get uh, less than that. Uh, Promising Young Woman uh, came in, you know, I guess third or I guess this would be, what, eighth place technically? But anyway, they... The Promising Young Woman also performed with five nominees as, as opposed to an expected four nominees uh, pre-nomination announcement, while Marwanese Black Bottom vastly underperformed with only four nominations as opposed to an expected eight, uh, with only two of them being in major categories, both acting. And finally, Soul and One Night in Miami both have three nominations, both slightly underperforming pre-nomination expectations with four nomi- with, where they had four nominations each. Now, I'll say, looking at everyone, you know, the biggest surprises, I think, are Another Round, getting a directing nod, uh, Borat, getting the adapted screenplay nod, Pinocchio, getting nominated at all, as much less for two categories, as is the case for White Tiger, uh, for uh, uh, original screen or adapted screenplay, Greyhound for sound, Eurovision for song, Love and Monsters for visual effects, and the one and only Ivan, also for visual effects. Um, the Five Blood probably is the one who's most disappointed with only a single nomination, um, and that being in score, which I don't think is likely to win. Uh, now, Gold Derby does also have odds now for who people think are going to win each category now that we have nominees. Now, if the race were to be decided uh, as of the time of recording, uh, with you know, according to what Gold Derby says, the winners would be uh, Nomadland with four Oscars, Picture, Director, Adapted Screenplay, and Cinematography, Ma Rainey's with three Oscars, Actor, Makeup, and Costume, Promising Woman with two at Actress and Original Screenplay, Soul with two uh, for Score and Animated Feature, and Everyone Else with one, Minari for Supporting Actress, Dudes and the Black Messiah for Supporting Actor for Daniel Kaluuya, Gotta Specify, uh, Trial to Chicago 7 for Editing, Mank for Production Design, One Night in Miami for Best Song, Sound of Metal for Best Sound, Tenet for Visual Effects, Another Round for International Feature, and Time for Documentary. So those are the 40 one feature films and kind of where people are expecting them to do at, right off the heels of them getting nominated. Of course, there are a bunch of Guild Awards coming up, which we'll talk about in a second, but we do have to mention the other 15 films to, or short films to not mention, the 15 short film nominees. Um, now, again, I know a lot of people in the Death Race community have actually already watched all of the shortlisted nominees when they were first announced, um, and they're already done with this race. Um, I did not opt to do that. Um, I have seen one, Burrow, which is on Disney+, but otherwise I need to catch up on the other 14, eight of which I believe are readily available, while the others require alternative means to find. Uh, anyway, the nominees are, for documentary sorts, we have A Love Song to Natasha, which is the current favorite to win, found on Netflix. Colette, found on YouTube. A Concerto is a Conversation, found on YouTube. Do Not Split, uh, which is not publicly available. And Hunger Ward, which is also not publicly available. Uh, the big surprises here, I think, are that Abortion Helpline, this is Lisa, did not get nominated. Um, alas, my personal choice, Speed Cubers did not make it, uh, just because I love Rubik's Cubes. Moving on to live action sorts, uh, The Letter Room, which is the favorite to, rem, uh, to win, got nominated, is not currently available online. Uh, Feeling Through uh, is available on YouTube. The Present will actually be coming to Netflix uh, starting tomorrow, the 18th. Um, uh, the White Eye uh, is actually on a site called T-Port Market, which I think is like an industry site, and it's still available online, so hopefully you can catch that there before they take it down. Uh, and Two Distant Strangers, which is currently not readily available. Now, the surprises here are that The Human Voice and Da Ye are not getting nominated, while Feeling Through and White Eye were able to sneak in. Uh, 
And then finally, animated sorts. Uh, the favorite to win is If Anything Happens, I Love You, which is available on Netflix. Burrow, which I already mentioned and have having seen on Disney+. Uh, Genius Loci are not, is not readily available. Neither is Opera or Yes People. Now, the surprises here are that the films Out and Kapai Meho were not getting not, did not get a nomination, while Genius Loci and Yes People made it in. So that's the Oscars death race. Again, I am currently 16 features out of 41 and one out of 15 sorts, or so 17 out of 56. Uh, like I've said many times already, I think this race is one of the most accessible ever. The only ones I think that people will have trouble finding among the feature films, uh, if you haven't already seen them, are Judas and Black Messiah, which is unfortunately no longer on HBO Max, as well as two of the international films, Quo Vides Ida and The Man Who Sold His Skin. Though the latter two are actually currently available to rent from the Raphael Film Center Online, link in the show notes. Though Quo Vitis Ida is leaving on Friday the 19th, so make sure you catch that before then. But I think other theaters will actually have it streaming as well. It just won't be one of the uh, the easily accessible, you know, uh, either VOD stores or one of the streamers most people probably have. Uh, maybe if I wanted to do this race strictly legally, uh, Wolf Walkers and Greyhound might be hard to find since I don't have Apple TV+. I'm a bit of an Android boy. Uh, but everything else, again, is on Disney+, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, or wherever you can get VOD. Now, of course, some of you are overachievers and have already completed the race. Uh, according to Slide Astronomer's Oscars community tracking site, 14 death racers have already started filling out their seats, and three of, of them, Goti, Ufrab and Anthony Ezra Pareo, hopefully I pronounced your names correctly, have already completed all 56 films as well as of the release of this episode. So congratulations, guys. You guys win the death race. Uh, anyway, the average number uh, of people that the community has watched so far of these set 14 are eight sorts and 26 features. So 13 films total, about twice of where I am. So how are the next month of this podcast going to look like? Well, between now and the Oscars, there are five episodes, and with about 25 features and three sort categories for me to watch, that's about five features an episode, roughly what I've been doing so far, plus the random splitting of the sorts categories. Uh, if I don't currently have any plans for any guests to come on, but if you know of somebody who you think might be a good guest, or if you're a podcaster yourself and you want to come on, let me know. Uh, this is the tentative schedule I have coming up. Uh, next week, March 24th, we'll talk about the Writers Guild Association Award, uh, the Writers Guild Awards, as well as wrap up the major awards uh, from screenplay, acting, and directing categories that I haven't finished yet. Hillbilly Elegy, U.S. vs. Billy Holiday, Pieces of a Woman, White Tiger, and Another Round. Uh, March 31st, while we'll talk about the PGA Awards, uh, uh, the, producer, the, the Production Guild Awards, uh, and transition from another round being an international film to talk about the other international films. We have Better Days, Quo Vides Ida, and The Man Who Sold His Skin, as well as The Life Ahead for Original Song and Pinocchio for some technical awards since both of them are Italian. Uh, you'll note that I actually am going to be skipping Collective because on April 7th, we'll not only talk about the Screen Actor Guild Awards and the Art Director Guild Awards, we'll talk about all the documentary films, um, the aforementioned Collective, as well as Crip Camp, Octopus Teacher, um, uh, Mole Agent, and Time, as well as all five documentary sorts. Uh, moving on to April 14th, we'll talk about the DGA Awards, um, Costume Director Guild Awards, and BAFTA Awards, as well as the Animated and Visual Effects nominees, uh, Over the Moon, Sound the Seep, Wolf Walkers for Animated, and Love and Monsters, Midnight Sky, and One and Only Ivan for Visual Effects, as well as the five animated sorts. 
And then finally, April 21st, the last episode before the Oscars, in addition to covering the Editor Guild Awards, Cinematographer Guild Awards, Audio Guild Awards, and Annie Awards, we'll wrap things up with looking at the technical awards that I hadn't yet finished. Uh, Greyhound, Eurovision, Mulan, and Tenet, as well as the live action sorts. I'll also play our favorite game of, now that we've seen everything, what do we think is going to win the Oscars? So that'll be a fun time. Uh, now, and finally, you know, there will be one more episode after that for sure, April 28th, where I go over how well I did at guessing how everyone performed. I am also thinking about possibly doing uh, some bonus episodes after the 28th, depending on, you know, my, my, my free time, uh, to maybe go over films that did not make it to the final nomination list, but that I just wanted to, let, you know, make sure I check out. I'm thinking maybe First Cow, um, definitely some of the animated films that I think sort of gotten in that, that didn't get in. Um... Uh, I've heard things good thing about David Copperfield movie, Palm Springs, um, and you know who who knows what else. So so we'll see whatever I'm able to get up there. Maybe some documentaries. Welcome to Chechnya, Truffle Hunters, Boy State. So yeah. Uh, in any case, right now, last final bit of news. You know, obviously this race this year, like I said can probably be done mostly all entirely online. Um, I know many races are in places where theaters aren't open yet or they don't feel safe going out, and that's completely rational. I'll do my best, again, to make this a completely digital race. That said, there is some exciting news. Uh, this Friday, I'm actually getting my first COVID vaccine dose. So if I'm counting the weeks right, I may actually be able to go see a film in theaters before the Oscars happen. Uh, if that's the case, I may actually, you know, uh, despite what I just said, try to wrap this up by actually seeing a film in theaters again. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Tenet on the big screen if they're still showing here in New York um, for, as my final film to welcome back movie theaters. Uh, that said, I also do have the tradition for wrapping up my run uh, with a, a tradition I kind of began last year uh, with Breakthrough. Uh, there are two options here. One, I can go with a film that is nominated only for Best Song, which would be the Eurovision film, or I can do a film I really wish I didn't get nominated, but I just pushed off until the end. Uh, in this case, Mulan. So, listener, I leave it up to you. Which do you think I should do? So I try to see Tenet, assuming I can, you know, uh, get clear my vaccine in time. Or should I watch Eurovision last or Mulan last? We have a couple of weeks to go, so we'll see. Uh, in any case, the races are fun. Uh, best of luck to all the death racers out there. Let me know how your death race is going on Twitter at OscarsDRaceCast or via email at OscarsDeathRacePodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast service of choice, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and if you can leave us a review there or on Podchaser.com or even just share the show with a friend who loves movies, any of that is super helpful. If you want to directly financially contribute to this show, you can do so on Patreon, linked in the show that helps me out make not only this show but all the other podcasts I produce. Also linked there will be my Leatherbox account under the username NinjaBoy, boy with an I, and be sure to check out the Oscar Race and Oscars Death Race subreddits, as well as the Oscars Death Race Discord, as well as the community site I mentioned from Slide Astronomer. If you're on the Discord, we're actually running our own voting for the Academy Awards, um, the Academy of Death Races we're calling it, and we're also having some custom categories, uh, which is super fun, so uh, make sure you join us there. Uh, music is provided by Kevin MacLeod, find his stuff at thecompetech.filmmusic.io, Editing and production is provided by Ninjaboy Media. That's it for this week. This has been Paulo of the Oscar Death Race Podcast. Until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all the Oscar nominees or die trying. Mm-hmm.